Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Everybody, welcome back to the Fitness Candor Podcast. I am your host, Eric Feigl, and I am joined today by the president of Strongman Corporation, Dion Wessels. Uh, for those of you who don't know um, Strongman, I, I'm not sure where you've been, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about who they are, what they do. But basically, Strongman Corporation is the sole governing body for the sport of amateur and professional strongman. So, uh, Dion, thanks for joining the program today. I appreciate it. Thank you as well, Eric. So give us a little background about who you are, uh, how you got into uh, the strongman sport, and we can kind of go from there. Okay. Well, obviously, well, I'm Dion Wessels, obviously. Um, I am the president or CEO of Strongman Corporation. I've been involved with Strongman for 20 years. Um, I have been, so I have been operating and running and own Strongman Corporation for 16 years. My background of Strongman comes from as a hobby, like most athletes, as well as a competitor. Shortly, I, you know, after I competed for several years and the uh, gentleman Bill Holland was looking for someone else to take it over, we took it over at the time it was North American strongman. And then in 2004, we, uh, we trans, we, we, we started the professional division as well. The professional division was American strongman. So therefore I ran two separate companies. One was North American strongman, which is for amateurs only. And then in 2004, we added American Strongman, which is our amateur to pro system. And that was the uh, professional athletes in American. In 2000, we're in 2017 now. So in 2015, I was 2014, 2015, probably it may be soon, sooner than, um, earlier than that. I merged both companies to what, what we now know as Strongman Corporation. How, how did you specifically get into into these kind of events or this kind of training? Actually, you know, I, I came from doing some amateur bodybuilding. Okay. And then I, and then powerlifting. I love power. I loved powerlifting. I still do love powerlifting. And I used to compete in, in a lot of powerlifting meets. And Bill Holland, who also was a, who was a powerlifter, he introduced it to me. I mean, from like most people watching it on TV, growing up watching it on TV and just, as a form of entertainment. And then when Bill Holland started, started North American Strongman, and he introduced and said, hey, you should try this. And I said, nobody's going to do that. I thought it was the craziest thing ever because <laughs> I knew it as a, as, you know, a television show. And I was right. like, what are you thinking? This is, this is like the ultimate fail of all time. 
And he said, I think it really has some potential and I think people will like it. And at the time he had, you know, some, some athletes that were competing like with Baskin, you know, still uh, sister and athletes such as that. And nobody really knew who these guys were because the television show World's Strongest Man at that time used to just pick random people that were either top athletes in their particular sport, whether it be football players, bodybuilders, powerlifters, you know, and so Bill was like, you know, I think, you know, we, this will help keep the feeding the sport because once these guys are retired and injured, what happens? So it was totally, you know, and, and I didn't buy it at all. And it probably after he had been doing it for about a year, I bought into it maybe. And I thought, you know, this is actually pretty fun. You know, and I started promoting and then I started trying events. And again, I thought it was the craziest, craziest thing ever. <laughs> and after my, I met, um, I did an event that he had in Texas and I met Jill Mills. And I was just like in awe of just her as a whole. And that's pretty much how I got involved. And, and after that, I just became hooked on it. So. For for people who don't know, what exactly is strongman or strongman competitions? Strongman competitions, you know, it is where you have athletes that compete at a variety of venues. Venues can be fitness expos, state fairs, carnivals, or even at your local gym, and they compete against each other in a variety of, of events. Most competitions, especially on the amateur level, will have about five events. You know, where you see the guys lifting big stones, the big concrete stones or concrete boulders, as some people refer to them. They may pull trucks, pull fire trucks, pull airplanes. Um, they also have these, you know, big giant logs, 12, 13-inch logs that they press overhead. So that's right. pretty much what strongman is um, because it did start out as a man-only sport. And, you know, when, you were, when, when most men were boys, they compete against each other about who can lift the the largest rock or who can run the furthest or who can throw something the furthest. And that's pretty much where it, it started at. And it just, you know, became a TV show, became a competition and now a sport. And, and then that, and that's pretty much where it took off from. Do you see a lot of, before we dive into like exactly who is it for, do you see a lot of these people coming from like a powerlifting background or are they from that um, maybe like, uh, what we what we what we would what we would think as like a conventional sport like football do they come from those kind of backgrounds or specifically from like a weightlifting background? You know what? Honestly, they come from all a variety of backgrounds, and I I, I know some very top powerlifters that have tried strongman and they weren't successful at all. I oh, know wow. some football players that have tried strongman and they were extremely successful. So and and then. A lot of our athletes are just ordinary people that have ordinary jobs, and they may have been involved in athletics on some level when they were in high school, and right. once after high school or college, and or college, you know, it, they had no other avenue to to exert that extra energy, and they found the sport of strongman, and that's pretty much what you know. That's pretty much what it is. When those people decide to like go into um a strongman competition, what are some of the prerequisites that, that, that they need to meet before they can do a competition? There aren't any, honestly, you know, there, there really aren't, there, there really aren't any, you know, the, the main one is because we have weight classes 
in, in our weight classes, we have them for women. We have women that are as light as 115 or 120 pounds. We have them as heavy as 200 plus pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, you know, and, and then on the, for men, we have men that are 150 pounds and we have men that are as heavy as 400, 430 pounds. So they're really, you know, the, the good thing about the sport now, as opposed to then, when you have athletes, you know, a lot of people, when you say strong men and what they recall it, they, they think of, uh, you know, great such as Theo Kassmeyer or, yep. uh, um, for Magnuson. You know, and, and, and uh, Magnus Samuelson and, and people, people such as that. But the thing about it, when they were competing, they were invited to an event that was based on television and was filmed for television. Right. They were not told what the events were until they got on set at the location. Whereas now, athletes, when they are invited to, especially on an amateur level, like when we have amateur events, we have the 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 our the events the entry form is posted on our website the events the weights even down to the type of equipment the manufacturer is that 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 makes that manufactures the equipment is posted so people can contact you know if it is you know one of the new pieces of of equipment one of the newer pieces of of equipment that we use are are Mike Barto stones of steel and it's, it's basically just like a concrete ball, except it's made out of steel, and you can load it. It's plate loadable, so the, the stone can be anywhere, you know, can be as light as 100 pounds, but you can get it as heavy as four, 450 pounds if you want to. So, therefore, people now can call Mike, you know, Mike Bartos or whomever and buy this equipment, right? train on it, and that, that makes them more prepared for the competition. So, therefore, you see a lot heavier weights than what you would have saw, you know, back when those guys were competing, you know, when they were competing, I think a 230 or 250 pound ball press was amazing. Now it's, it's, it's something that you would see amateur, not only amateur athletes doing, but athletes that weigh less than 220 pounds doing. Wow. And that's, I, I say that's because they can train on the actual implement. How does a person exactly, we've talked a lot about, what the events are and who these people who these people are how is it scored how, how does someone win a strongman competition well let's say if it's a log press i'll give that example and if it's law if it's a log press for repetitions you know for as many times as you can lift this particular implement up then that means that if you do it if, if the log weighs 250 pounds and you you press the log overhead 10 times and i press the log overhead seven times your score is going to be higher. So therefore, you know, and, and, and it's highest point win. So the person that, that, that is the most successful in that event would win that event. And then you go to the next event, let's say a farmer's walk. And a farmer's walk is usually carried for a set distance. And so let's say that set distance is 60 feet. And you, you carry it for, for 60 feet in 30 seconds. And then I would carry it for, six, let's say I carry it for for 60 feet in 22 seconds, then I would win that particular event over you. Gotcha. And at the end of the day, our points, our scores and points are tallied, and the person with the highest number of points would win. Gotcha. Okay, I see. And, that, and that's over X amount of events, right? Correct. So what's a, if you had a, a choice 
to like compete right now today, what would be your favorite event? A farmer's walk. Farmer's walk, really? What's mm-hmm. a, I, I think I'm really a big fan when, and I obviously I, I don't watch a ton of uh, strongman, but when it's on, it's kind of like it's in, you know it's captivating. Um, right. When and I don't know like when it first started to where the events have progressed now, but my, one of my favorites is um, the only way I can describe it is like the overhead wall throw. So they have like, I mm-hmm. think it's a, they th- they're throwing a, um, a keg over a wall behind mm-hmm. them. I don't Correct. know why, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why that like is so captivating to me, but every time I see that event, I'm just like, this is just unbelievable. I don't know if it's like the danger aspect of it or what, but, um, that's probably one of my favorites. When, yeah. I, and I could say it's a combination of all, all of the above, you know, the danger oh, aspect sure. of, of the keg coming back because I have saw it come back as well as the aspect of it's something that's relatable. You know, it's, it's truly something that's relatable to, to, to everybody because every, but most people know exactly what a keg is. Right. They generally know what, and, and if they know what a keg is, they know how heavy an empty keg is. And so for people to even try to throw an empty keg over a 15 or a 16 foot bar, it's nearly impossible. And you're like, how, how, and, and then our kegs are usually loaded to a minimum of 50 pounds. Oh Some are as heavy as a hundred pounds. So when you think about that, it puts a whole nother thought process of, wow. Right. Yeah. And, and well, and let's be honest. Um, if you have finished a keg before, chances are you've tried to throw it. So that's, that's even, that's, even more, <laughs> that's even more relatable because everybody knows just how heavy that can be. But so when, when Strongman was first, um, you know, starting to develop, how many, how many activities or events were there compared to where they are now? And how did that transition take place? Wow, when, when it first developed on television, gosh, that was back in 1977, I would say that there was probably about, uh, there was just a, what, what people refer to now as a finals. And there was probably about five total events in the, you know, the, that these different people competed in. Whereas now, if you look at the television show aspect itself, it's, an, it's almost a three-week process for these athletes. Oh, wow. And and they they are competing in it's a total of thirty athletes as opposed to just eight to ten. And those thirty athletes are divided up into five into five different groups. Um and the top two at the end of week one will progress on on to the finals. Wow. Um and to where they'll end up taking anywhere between for, they'll take about ten athletes. And then they'll utilize the other two, um, two athletes in the highest scoring overall as like alternates or something of that nature. And then they compete after that in about five to six events. And, and like even now on an amateur level, one competition, an amateur contest, has five events. And instead of it being 10 guys competing, sometimes it's 60 guys, sometimes it's 100 guys. So the number of people has grown a lot. Yeah, no kidding. What to, speaking of the number of people, how when it's live, you can see the amount of people that are um, watching these events. What's the participation mm-hmm. level like 
in terms of uh, spectatorship? This, locally, you know, generally locally, you're going to see more spectators, I believe, and, and a lot depends on the location as well. And, and then the fact that a lot of events are not separated by themselves all the time. They're usually in something involving something else. Like this past weekend, I was in um, Quebec, Canada, in Warwick, Canada, Warwick, Quebec, and, and, and we had just a strongman event. Um, and there was probably about 5,000 spectators oh, wow. in attendance which for the athletes love it, the spectators, and it was raining and they still, they popped their umbrellas and they still stayed. So that's yeah. what you generally see on a local level sometimes. And, and, and I believe, you know, a lot of that is because when they're filming for the television show, it doesn't seem as though they advertise to where they want a lot of people there. Just as of late in the probably the last maybe two years, you start to see more people when you watch it on the television show in the background. Yeah. Because They've learned, you know, technology and things of that nature have come a long way, whereas before they needed it to be as quiet as possible and and not as many outside interference that can that can happen. Right. So so I'm seeing that change a lot, too, because the athletes, you know, that you're going to get a higher level of, of competitors and competition when there is a, a large crowd cheering the athletes on. Yeah. And you see, like, even the. Even the the spectators, like they range from you know all sorts of ages and men and mm -hmm. women, and it just seems it seems like it keeps growing and growing. And do, is that something that you're you're seeing more and more of? Is there a pretty good um, increase in spectatorship and fans overall? Yes, it's it's a it's a wide base. I mean, it's yeah. something that you'll see. You know, small children all the way up to people that may be your grandparents or even great grandparents age watching it. You know, the, the, the number one, I would say the highest demographic area would be men and women that range from 18 up to maybe about 30 ish, but outside of that ramp, because, and that's, I say that because that's the, that's the huge fitness realm itself. Yeah. When people are real hot and heavy into the, in, into fitness on any level, so it's intriguing to them, but yep. I do, we do see, you know, bigger, larger crowds because obviously if you're competing, you're going to tell your entire family and they're going to want to come and support you. And then they're going to tell friends and family or people that they work with. And that's going to be that much more of a support system as well. Right. And that's kind of where my interest comes into it because I'm, you know, you, we, we only see these, these men and women doing, uh, kind of things that nobody nobody else does on a daily basis you know it's not like they're just mm -hmm. deadlifting or they're just overhead pressing or bench pressing but they're doing things that are um all of the strength that they have built has let them do the things that they're competing so that's that's Correct. the uniqueness of it you know like how often do you get to see somebody pull a uh, a a truck behind them or something you know like it's it's not something exactly it's not something that people practice at the gym, but then you get to see these people who have worked so hard and developed all of the strength, power, and muscle, put it into something that they love so much and share with everybody. And that's, um, that's one of the main reasons why I reached out and wanted to share this uh, with my listeners. So, uh, mm -hmm. Dion, if, if people have questions, comments, concerns, where's the best place to find more information or maybe to, to reach for you directly? 
If you know, people want more information, they can always go to our website, which is strongmancorporation.com. They can always reach us via email, which is admin, A-D-M-I-N, A-D-M-I-N at strongmancorporation.com. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and all of those are under Strongman Corporation. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you again taking the time and, and sharing. Obviously, it's, you, know, you can hear the passion in your voice when you talk about it. And I hope that people, when they, when they think of Strongman, they don't just think, just like a lot of different parts of fitness, they don't just think big meathead, you know, right. l- lumbering people. This is something that people work extremely hard for. And just like mm-hmm. any kind of strength and conditioning field, it takes a lot of prep. It takes a lot of planning. It takes dedication, hard work. And, um, you know, on the side that you're on, the kind of like that admin side, it takes just as much work and passion and love for it. So again, I, I appreciate your time and consideration and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for having me. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor. Now we-